We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andy Lou, the Warriors beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 109-104. Tim, give me the drop. I'll say it once. Clay Thompson, he's the best. I'll say it again, just in case. Clay Thompson, he's the best. One more time, Clay Thompson, he is the best. And that's your pod. <laughs> so you <got> she's, uh, she's really forceful in saying that. Three in a row. Very strong. Wow. And just... That's the guy that carried the Warriors tonight. Is she wrong? I mean, I, you and I were texting in the first half. I was very ready. I, honestly, like, I'm, I'm kind of losing faith in the team, like, overall. Uh, but Clay, the ultimate motherfucker, <laughs> came through with another, and they needed it. You know what I mean? Like, they needed it. I was, I'm looking through the numbers. He's been averaging over 26 points per game since Christmas shooting like the best version of himself another huge game tonight 32 points 12 for 23 and it's not even the numbers you watch the game when they needed someone to just take them home big possession ball in his hands i mean the one on the was it the the right hand side on the on the on the baseline essentially a Kobe fadeaway shot from the corner from the three point. I was just like, wait, hit that. I'm like, they're not losing. It's over. He had some shots that were ridiculous. You talk about that one. How about the other one that he did on McDaniels where he shoots it again, just like Kobe mid range spin move, just comfortable 18 foot fadeaway. And you're just like, am I, am I watching? Am I watching Clay Thompson? They, they throw a elevators doors up there. Uh, what, I haven't seen that play in like four years, <laughs> and that's money. He shoots out. He, he like flicks it back. That's when you know. That's when in. you know they were hurting. They were going to like the Mark Jackson offense. So like, we just need a clear shot. Get the elevator doors out. Get get it out. Get it up. He was the only guy. Dante Divincenzo was awesome tonight, but he was the only guy that truly, truly could make a shot. And I just, I'm with you when you said I'm kind of losing faith in this team. I'm, I'm close. And part of it is just they're so bad right now without the guys that aren't healthy. But mm-hmm. you just watch it. It's ugly. But, hey, 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 we're here to talk about Clay to start. And I think that was that was special. That's why that 
performance is why you always believe in the guys that won you four championships. Four championships. Never out on those guys. Remember when until they, the until they can't walk, you kind of have to. You know, we we've talked about it. It's kind of like you kind of have to go down with the ship. They're the best core you're probably ever going to see on the Warriors. Hold faith until it's clearly over with them on some level. I mean, he he earlier this season it was almost getting there, right? Yeah, and you and I, I kind of sat like here like five five different times this season. Yeah, you know, we were like, I mean, he's out of shape. And I think you're always going to believe that he's going to make shots. His issue wasn't anything else. It's the mm-hmm. defense that's a problem. But uh, offensively, is he about as good that he's ever been right now in his career? I think he's close to as good as he's ever been offensively. He's approaching game six clay levels on offense. I, I'm not going to say he's fully there because you got you got to like feel the pressure of the moment to get full game six. I'm going to call it game five clay right now. You know, yeah. he's like he's approaching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like in terms of regular season basketball, in terms of a prolonged stretch of just high level play, it's as good as he's ever been offensively. Like yeah. we're talking now a third of the season. Uh, obviously, the first third of the season was rough. He, you know, we, we all know he wasn't in shape. He was pressing uh, mental hurdles with, you know, pickup, which like I, I can get it given what he's been through injury wise. Um, but the second third of the season, and like honestly, that's that's where we're at. We, we've gone through two thirds of the season. It looks as good as I can remember. I mean, like, like I said, he's forty four percent on twelve threes a game. Literally, only Steph Curry does that. That's it. There's not like Dame has never had a spell like that. James Harden doesn't do that. You know, like go through your other players. Like that's a ridiculous amount of shots. That everyone knows you want to take to hit at that level. The some of the frustration with this game is the shot selection that the Warriors have. There mm-hmm. are only two guys that I will ever trust, and I will ever trust moving forward that should shoot the way that Steph does, and it's Clay. That's it. Those are the two guys. Anybody else that shoots the shots that they shoot is disgusting. But when Steph and Clay shoot it, and when they shoot it in crunch time, how many freaking times do we have to see it? It's going in. It's going in. If it's not going to go in, it'll go in the next time. We can talk uh, Jordan Poole now or later because that's how much you around. Up to um, you. Up to I'm going to say we go later. I want I want some positive. By the way, we got a uh, friend of the show uh, from Cron 4, sports director Jason Sir. DeVos joining us. Uh, say three minutes, guys. But let, let's get through a couple things till we get there. Um, Looney. I've got to call him out as like officially grandfathered into the core. You know, he, he wasn't there for the full run, but like, he's the old man of the squad, 17 rebounds tonight. Um, 17 rebounds, tonight. 17 rebounds. And it, it honestly, it felt like clockwork. Didn't even it, seem special. Every one of them. Pretty yep. usual. It's like Nas Reed in the first half. I was like, look, man, if Nas Reed's going to do this to them, they don't deserve to, to yep. make playoffs. Yep. Right. Um, and you know, it's not, not Nas Reed had a great game, but he had 30 in the third quarter. He ended with 30. Looney shot. I mean, I, I wish it happened earlier, but you know, top five defensive five in the NBA. And I don't yeah. even know if like, I'm not sure there are four better. Like you can count Draymond as one of the four Giannis, Brooke Lopez, whatever, but Indeed. he is a top five defensive center in the NBA. The help defense that he put on in the fourth quarter, shut the hose down at the rim. Anthony Edwards was awful tonight. Now, part of that too, is like Kamingo was really good defensively on him. Um, but and, and part of that was he was just bad, just taking weird passes and shots. But Looney's help defense is special, special. 
Man, when you get Draymond and Looney out there on defense, it is amazing. And he had to. And it doesn't look like Draymond's coming back anytime soon. So they're going to need Looney to, to, to keep giving what he's doing out there and pretty much has done all game. I mean, all season. This isn't, it's not an anomaly game. He's been doing it all year. Incredible stuff. And then a huge offensive rebounds uh, uh, at the end there with four minutes left. I don't know, dude. He, is he the best offensive rebounder in the NBA? I love Looney. I love Looney. Can he get paid 20, min, 20 mil? Can he just get paid 20 mil? Out of principle, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe on, they no. can do something where it's like everyone gets some money at the end of the year. They divvy it up by actual production. Like you know, maybe you think you're giving Looney seven, but it ends up nineteen by the end of the year. Type and of we deal. segue to Jordan Bull's contract. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, the other, the other main call out for tonight. I, I mean, I have two, but like Dante, uh, another great game for him. Just kind of steadying hand. For this team. And then uh, Ty Jerome, I also want to give a shout out to in some ways because he was actually a steady hand. Like Jordan Poole had an uneven game and Steve Kerr throws Ty Jerome out there. Um, low mistake player. And sometimes I feel like that's all the Warriors need. Like literally play defense, let Clay shoot the ball and don't make mistakes. A better formula than whatever they've that's been it. running for a lot of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Uh, Ty Jerome's. Sick hands, couple steals, just get in there, do good his player. thing. Dante DiVincenzo went to the rim a few, a few times, uh, especially mm-hmm. down the stretch. We don't see that at often. We don't see that enough, actually, because yeah. he's athletic. You would think he's finished because he's athletic. So that, that was cool. Um, I think a good game for him defensively because the the Wolves don't have any like super quick guards. I think that's who Dante has trouble. Everybody in the NBA does. So he was able to guard guys that he could guard. Did a good job on Edwards too. So. Um, where would this team be without DiVincenzo? I mean, honestly, where would this team be without Jerome? Jerome has been in some huge wins this season and playing big minutes. I don't, you know I love Jerome. You know I love yeah, him. He, he needs an, to be on the team. He's an Andy Lou player, <laughs> as, as the people know. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, 
and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. A transition from one Philly guy in Dante to another. Oh, done. Friend, Jason Dumas uh, from Crown 4 Sports Record. How you doing, man? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me, as usual. You like that? You like that? The little Philly shout out there? Yeah, we'll we'll claim Dante. He's from Delaware, but we'll claim him. How, how far are we talking? Like Dante's probably like from city limits of Philly. Dante's probably like 45 minutes. Okay. That's fine. All right. Yeah. Andy, fine. Andy thinks <laughs> I grew up 45 minutes away from the city. So you know it's about the same. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was literally just get took the Johnny. You know, what's 25? He's in the city. You know, he played yeah. at Nova too. So yeah, we claim him. That that's where I got the feeling. He 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 always uh, mentions growing up a Sixers fan, so I just assume anyone who says that obviously had to grow up in the middle of the city. You know, yeah. There's no <laughs> such thing as suburbs, of course. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so the big news before the game was Draymond's getting an MRI, and I feel like everything has to start on this. Like, what do you know about Draymond and and his knee and health? Because I feel like it's one thing after another with this team. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Draymond, from everything I've been told, he hasn't been that healthy all season. He's actually been playing through a lot of stuff. You know, Draymond isn't really the type to harp on this hurts and that hurts. He's just going to kind of suck it up and play. If he's out there, he's out there. He's not going to use an excuse as to why he might have had a bad game, why he might have had a, you know, was a step slow. So he hasn't really been healthy all all season. And um <clears throat> Yeah, this, you know, this most recent one, he got he got kicked and they didn't know if it was a bone bruise. Then it swelled up a little bit and it just his body isn't reacting right. And if you remember last year when we had that calf and. Oh, yes. So that was kind of there's not a similar injury, but last year they didn't his body wasn't acting right and they had to get additional tests. So when it was doing it, you know as recently as this morning, they felt the need that they needed to uh, do some further testing and just make sure he's all right before they get him back. But right now he's just dealing with some swelling. Yeah. Not great. So I'm seeing on, I saw him sitting on the bench at least. Yeah. Not that that means anything, but if, I guess if it was like, it's worse, maybe. I mean, I mean, they're optimistic, obviously cautiously optimistic and he's still very much present in terms of what's going on and chomping at the bit to actually play because right now, you know, they're just treading water. They're kicking the can down the road, uh, trying to get their guys back, Wiggs and Steph. And, uh, you know, he he wants to be there uh, when they come back and be a part of a run. They think, you know, like Clay has said it out loud a dozen times in the past, like, three weeks they still think when when they're healthy and it's winning time, they have as good a shot at anybody. They think, well, if you ask them, they think they have a better shot than anybody. Obviously, it's been a very <laughs> weird season, and up to this point, is you know, it's hard to like be super super optimistic when they do say that. But 
they're the guys playing, and they they fully believe that. Well, like the problem is, I think Sam and I believe that everybody should believe that. But yeah, I was, was going to say, I, I'm seeing people be like, "All oh, Lakers going to win the West." I'm like, they're the 12 seed. Like, yeah. if if you're going to be optimistic about them, and like, <clears throat> quite frankly, I get it. If you have good role players around AD and LeBron, like they got as good a chance as anyone, right? But if you're going to feel optimistic about that, you should feel just as optimistic about the Warriors if they're healthy too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with the exception of Phoenix, because I'm going to hold out judgment with them until KD gets healthy, there's not a team in the West that scares me. You mean, like, you got the Nuggets, who are the best best team in the West record-wise right now. The Nuggets and Warriors faced off in – in a series, I would pick the Warriors just because I, yeah, the way I the you. way I the way I have it is I'm always going to bet with the team until I get proven wrong, and nobody has beaten this team when they are healthy. So I'll I'll get proven wrong and I'll be glad to admit I'm wrong, but I'm always going to push my chips into the team that has done it before and that has won at a consistent level on that stage. It just you got to prove me wrong before I pick against a team like that. All right, Jason, help me out. Where on earth is Andrew Wiggins? Man, I, I wish I could tell you. Like, is he in the country? Is he, <clears throat> is he in the Maldives somewhere? Is he is he vacation? <laughs> what, is, what is what is going on? I mean, last I was told, he was in Minneapolis. I don't know the exact issues he's dealing with. Yeah, um, but clearly, it's serious enough that the team is giving him a pass because that's that's the first hurdle. Like, you know, when you have these issues. I mean, obviously, aside from like a family death or something, uh, when you have these issues, you have to get clearance with the team if you can be away. Sure. Well, you know, it's your employer. Like, I can be like, hey, Kron, I have these issues. And they might be like, hey, we'll give you two days, but you have to get back. Like, we yeah. have work that yeah. we need you to do. We're paying you. Um, so clearly, they've given him, you know, permission to be away from the team for this extended period of time. So, you know, I don't want to speculate, obviously. So obviously it's something to the point where, you know, they believe it's a situation that he should handle. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's been a weird season for Wiggs because, you know, he gets hurt and then he gets COVID and then he gets a non-COVID sickness and then this. He hasn't really been able to get into a rhythm. Like, I feel like there was just one, like, around – Early December, you know, maybe yeah. he started that, to get into a rhythm, and then boom, it's gone. That period, yeah, one like, good you know, game, Thanksgiving ish. It hmm. looked like he was really coming into his own, and then yeah, it's just it's it's a weird season. I don't know what to make of. Like, I guess my thing, my question is like, okay, so we th- we think Steph's back in like the next week ish. Is that is that reasonable? Like, it, it, I mean, could be this week, could be next week, but it feels like next ten days. Yeah, that. That update that they gave us, what was it, last Wednesday? Yeah. Um, that was way better than I thought because I was under the impression and from things I was told, it was hinted that it wasn't going to be until the weekend uh, instead of that Wednesday. But right, then sure. Steph, Steph got on the court and did some on-court activity, which was a surprise to some people in the organization. Like They didn't think that he was going to get on the court as quick as he did. Uh, which I think part of it is Steph just like. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think that's just like, because like they look like they're reeling as a team. Like they need, regardless of this win, they're, they need, they needed to just feel like he's back. So, because like yeah. Yeah, Jordan's, 
Jordan's good, but he's you could tell like the pressure and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah, and Jordan's not having as great of a season as many ha- would have hoped for him. But sure. yeah, I think Steph has a sense of urgency uh, to get back. So when I first saw the injury of just, you know, kind of speculative and going through like my educated opinions and talking to people, I was thinking it was going to be like more mid mid-march to sure. like maybe like the 18th 19th Ooh. well yeah that's what i that's what i thought um but after getting that optimistic update uh i'm thinking that it can be closer to like march 10th like around there okay and uh you know i think that would be good obviously you don't want to rush him back and i also think it's going to be based on how they're playing like if they're able to get a win against portland and keep kicking that the, the can down the road and then We'll see. They have two tough games after that, Clippers and then in L.A. Uh, so those two will be tough, too. But, like, if maybe they get one of two of those and they're two and one over the next three. So Steph doesn't have, feel as much of a sense of urgency. It's, it's, I think it's going to depend on a couple of factors. The sense of urgency and obviously he's going to have to be able to go with them thinking he won't have further injury if he plays on. This is the Warriors all season. I mean, you could have cut and spliced what you just said in 30 seconds. Throw that back. We've had, we've had that convo once every 10 days since This is October. the weirdest, weirdest season I've covered over five years. And, uh, <laughs> that, that includes a COVID season and a Kelly Oubre season. Wow. So this wow. it's just weird. Like, soon as you think they get some rhythm, boom, something weird happens. And the weirdest – the the most recent weird thing to happen is this whole Wiggins situation. And, yeah. You know, it's one of those situations where you don't want to speculate because you don't know the severity of it. Sure. You don't know all the details of everything going on, but I think you can objectively say it's weird. You just, I, kind of, you know, two weeks. Is, it, I, that's weird. I like, I was telling Sam, I'm not going to guess because why, but it's just odd. It's objectively odd. Two weeks, and it's not, and it's not looking like he's coming back anytime soon. So yeah, it doesn't sound like he'll be back Tuesday against the Blazers. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but um, I wanted to pull this quote up because I feel like it ties to what we're saying. Steve Kerr just said this on the post game. This is a huge win, not only for the standings, but for the confidence of the guys to make that comeback against that team that were tied within the standings. Just an emotional win. I feel like that's literally where this team's at because. They're just trying to tread water and get to the playoffs, not as the 10 seed or like out of the plan, like trying to see where they're at. Because to your point, while they'd probably like more runway, it's like if they have all their main guys, like at least they're willing to see how it plays out type of thing. But you watch this team and it's I mean, I I was surprised that they came back today. I'm going to be honest with you. It felt like a big time, like. Clay had to kind of, you know, like grown man type of game, right? Yeah. Uh, because it looked like they were going to lose. It looked like they were just overmatched, annoyed that Draymond was, you know, all all the things you'd expect. So, yeah, I, I for sure thought they were going to lose that game. So it, it was cool to see them make that comeback. And you know, I think you got to take it back to last year. Obviously, different seasons. They were way better of a team last year up to this point. People were more confident. But even last year, they had those stretches where you're like, what the hell is going on? Is this team going to even win a series in the playoffs? Are they going to get healthy? But then they got healthy literally at the tail end of the season, and they had their full lineup for the first time all year in the playoffs, and we saw what happened in that playoffs. I think that gave them the confidence that they had this year that it's like, 
if we just get our guys healthy by the playoffs and, and just get into the tournament, hopefully not a play and see, but you never know. But if we get into the tournament, we will be fine. Yeah. Um, it's a little trickier this year just because yeah. we just haven't seen wigs be wigs this year. Like, like you said, there was like a small sample size late November, early December, where he kind of looked like, all right, he's coming along. We haven't seen the Jordan pool of, of last year is just a little different. Jordan. I don't get why he's just settles so much now. Like he's at his best when he is getting to the rim and that is setting up his right. perimeter shot. But now it's almost like he, he just settles so much for he's, that outside jumper. I think he's he's lost. He's the one that's been affected by the lack of veterans around him. He's yeah. the guy that I, I, they put too much on him. Uh, I, I've as because I've been hating on him and I've been criticizing, um, and it's just it, it, too much. Uh, yeah. He's got a he's getting picked on defense. It didn't matter as much last year when he's got vets around him that know how to play. He has to carry the guys. He doesn't know when he should shoot or when he should pass. So he's trying to do one or the other. So now he's either shooting too much, taking dumb shots, like you're saying, or he's passing too much, right? He'll have good games where he just passes, and you're like, well, you're not that guy, dude. You're not Chris Paul. Go go, go score the rock, right? And so um, – but on the other hand, I think they kind of made the point where, look, man, we're going to pay you $30-plus million dollars a year. Go figure it out. And he yeah. just passed. So. I, I like giving him the on, rope, that's for sure. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah. If I was on that coaching staff, like obviously they have Warriors have great coaching staff. The guys know what I'm doing, but – if I was one of those guys and or or Q1, I'd pull him to the side and be like, Jordan, like, I'm going to give you a challenge. Like, you have to shoot nine to ten free throws a game. Like, get to the rim. Get in a rhythm that way. Your shot will come. But it is just he just settles a lot. And uh, I think that's hurt his game a little this year. But like you said, I do think the kind of lack of a veteran present just really, like, kind of steer, steering the ship for him has affected him. And then – we never know when GP2 is going to come back and talk one. to the media last year. I mean, obviously, last year you had him. He was healthy going into the playoffs, and then he gets hurt. But this year you don't even know if you're going to get him back. And from the way he was talking, he was saying, hopefully I'm back by the postseason. And I had heard when he was still in Portland that he was playing through extreme pain. So, like, I wasn't completely surprised when everything played out the way it did. But, like, even before I had a clue that he was going to be a Golden State Warriors, right? I heard people were telling me that injury he has is a bitch. It is a son of a bitch. He is playing through pain. Well, I've, like, it's interesting that they they went through the deal with is all. Is it interesting? With, okay, we don't need to go down that road. Uh, <laughs> on, uh, do you have any feeling for when he's going to be back in the mix? Yeah, well, well first of all, that – that trade that was a I get the sense that that was a, a a player a player trade a player saying do it make that move yeah. Um, and yeah I think he's going to be back just because you know if he's not back it's it's because he is really really hurting sure uh he, he he'll put it on the line for the Warriors uh right there's some questions whether he would do that for Portland and I think that franchise kind of felt if he was fully committed to them. Uh, but you hear like he is where he wants to be. He never wanted to leave. And, you know, I think if he can play, he'll, he'll go out there and play. So I, I would say, yes, if I was a betting man, will he be back by the playoffs? Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be much sooner than the playoffs. Yeah. 
it feels yeah. I was gonna say it doesn't feel like a run's coming. It feels like they're going to grind and grunt their way to whatever seed they get. Yeah. Um, which brings me to the standings because we're gonna have to do this the rest of the way because God knows they haven't created separation for us not to. All right, win tonight, 31 and 30, a half game back of the Dallas Mavericks. Get out of the play in. Jason, gun to your head. One, do they get in out of the play in? Two, if they were going to get out of the play in, what would you need to see happen both on their end, but more importantly, like above them? Because, like, right. Getting so, out of the play in, like, it requires one of the, it, either they play out of their mind, which, I just don't see happening health wise. Um, so someone has to drop and that's the bigger thing I'm, I'm running into. Yeah. So you just got to look at the teams. There. The only team that I think will drop is Dallas. Mm-hmm. I don't think KD is going to come back and the Suns are going to get worse. Uh, I think sure. the Clippers are in a great <laughs> Clippers are in a great rhythm. The only thing with the Clippers, you never know with their health, Paul George or Kawhi or something yeah. like can't play for for 10 games you know they're also not that good like they're not that impressive but they're not a playing team but they don't need to be that good to 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 get out of the seventh right 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 right. that's that's right the kings have just been steady and you know so i think it's just really dallas who warriors have to try to jump and then you look who's around the warriors you got the jazz timberwolves and pelicans i'm not sure any of those teams are going to make a run either i actually think the team that has the biggest chance to make a run is the lakers i think the lakers had Probably the best trade deadline of any team. Sad, sad. I disagree. Hold the Suns, maybe obviously because they got KD. But um, you know, I think Steph has to come back. Obviously, m- you know, mid March at the latest, and they make a run with him. That's what I think has to happen. Hopefully, you get Wigs back too. Like, really, the Warriors just need, like you said, Sam. They need to tread water until they get their two guys back, Wiggs and Steph. And I'm assuming that Dre will be back in the near future too. I'm not including him in that. If they get him back, they can they can jump the Mavericks. They really can. The Mavericks, they haven't played well with Kyrie. They just haven't. They can't no. guard anybody. No. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no one – like, the top two seeds in the West are Denver and Memphis, and neither of those two teams scare me at all in terms of a series like yeah they're good but i just think people don't realize like mental edge in sports is like it matters so much and like just knowing steph draymond clay looney gp2 neither of those teams want to see the warriors they will go into that the lakers if we're being honest they're going into that series saying to themselves there's no way we're losing to these And, you know, Sacramento, great story, great story. But I don't think they scare anybody either. In fact, I could see – I could very well see a uh, Golden State sack series 6-3. I think that would be amazing. Warriors might throw a parade. Amazing for the That's what they want. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, it would just be – it would just – it would be so typical of a Sacramento fan, just all – they haven't had great luck, and then they get this good team and they have to play – the Golden State Warriors, the team you've been hearing about for the last decade in the first round, I think it would be really fitting. Uh, that so sucks, man. That's unfair. Just, that's unfair. Yeah, I feel that's like, a I feel five like or six. I feel like their season's a win no matter what, though. Uh, uh, yeah, I give, oh, yeah, I give them that. Definitely. They've been. It's funny. Like 
you can tell they've been chomping at the bit to be able to talk trash to Warriors fans because every time yes. I tweet, every time I tweet something Warriors, like pro Warriors, or like even if it's just something I think is objective, I'll get a random Sacramento fan in my mentions, like just hating on the Warriors. The other day I said, hey, the Warriors are fine. They just need to kick the can down the road. They lost because they don't have their two best players. That's usually what happens when you don't have your two best players. The NBA team loses. Sure. I had somebody in my mention like, no, they just suck. They're just not a good team. I click <laughs> on the thing, Sacramento Warriors <laughs> fan. I'm like, oh, you guys have been wanting to do this for years. My, I went to I went to Davis uh, for college, and like, so I got a lot of buddies who are from the Sac area and are diehard Kings fans. And shout out to my guys because I'm happy for them more than anything. But uh, but they're yes, very very excited to just like be able to talk trash back yeah to pile on the, yeah they're piling on right now I mean, you got to give it to them whatever they don't get it that often <laughs> i forgot what i was gonna say um the west the west is a mess it feels like the warriors are gonna go for i i, I feel like they're targeting 10 games uh, yeah. it feels like they're saying 10 games left in the season. Steph is back. Wiggins is back. Draymond's back. GP2, maybe five games left in the season. And then just go win seven out of 10 and just get into the playoffs. To me, I, I would bet because there's only 10 games left that they'll probably be in the playing game. Uh, but if they're out of, out of it, even better. But even if it's a playing game, like, do what? You're playing the Pelicans as the eight seed. You're playing the – we just watched the Wolves. Are they better with Gobert? Cat, we have no idea when, where he is. I saw him on the court tonight. I don't know when he's come back. Um, and then you go down the list to Blazers, they're a mess, right? And the Lakers, I guess LeBron's hurt again, or is he hurt because he's LeBron? I don't know. Said I heard a pop, gets <laughs> no up, comment. makes a three. You know what I mean? Classic Bron. So I don't know. The West is the West is insane. I, I, I watch the East. It's uh, feels like you've got the two best teams in the NBA in the East, uh, and then yeah. the West is kind of a, a that, shit show, which is you know fine. I, I said the same thing actually yesterday. I think the two best teams in the league uh, are in the East, and you can even make a argument that the three best teams in the league are in the oh, East. Oh boy! And oh boy. I feel that, how you feel about oh this. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that. <laughs> I think I think the better team won. Like I think the Celtics are better. It's unfortunate. What basically what happened was <laughs> the same thing that happened to the Warriors was that game two, uh, where Horford just went nuts. Mm, yeah, yeah. Horford hit no, it was game, it was game, just to be clear, it was game one. Game one. Game one that's it. That was super frustrating. <laughs> well, that's what happened last night. The Sixers were in control. Horford had no points. He was like 0 for 4. Then he hit four three-pointers in like a four-and-a-half-minute span. Right. And, I mean, that was essentially the difference. And then, you know, hats off to Jason Tatum. He hits a shot. That was great defense by DeAnthony Melton. He just rises over him and hits a contested three. So it's you know the Celtics I think are the, are better than the Sixers like everybody has this this idea that it's like Embiid and Harden but if you watch them regularly Harden does not beat people off the bounce anymore consistently he's just he's not that guy anymore he's good no he does because, not like, he's still very skilled and like he's he he's been in NBA long enough where he can get to his spots with like out the athleticism he used to have and still be a good player. But he's not going to be that guy where you just give him the ball and get out the way, and he's going to will you to win down the stretch. And it's hard for a big man to do that. Like, like they they asked Embiid to like be a playmaker down the stretch, and I'm like, this dude is like 285 pounds. He's a center. Like, he can't do that all the time. He's yeah. hard to do that at all. So, you know, that's going to be the Sixers' Achilles' heel. They're going to 
you know, they're they I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the Bucks. I think they could possibly beat the Bucks. I don't think they could beat the Celtics. As a Philly um, guy, I'm gonna get you out on this question. Yeah. What I know the Eagles won a Super Bowl. Um, was it five years ago now? Yeah, five years ago. 18. What is what is causing more mayhem for you? Uh, the Eagle, and I know it's 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 rough because they're in the Super Bowl, and I know you don't want to rehash that one. That no, or, or the 76ers and Embiid actually coming through. See, I'm not I – mean, Phillies just lost the World Series. I mean, do you care yeah. about baseball? I mean, that's one. Right I was at the game. I was at game they six know. when they lost in Houston because the Eagles played Thursday night the same weekend in yeah. Houston. Yeah, underdogs, um, no, so it's not as bad. Um, Well, with the Eagles and the Phillies, nobody expected championship runs, so I was just like kind of along for the ride. Obviously, you're disappointed when you get to the end and you don't win. Uh, for the Sixers, though, like obviously I want to see the Sixers win, win a title. That would be cool for me personally. But I'm not, like, of the opinion that, like, Joel Embiid is this guy who hasn't gotten past the second round and it's, like, a choke. Like, I think Joel Embiid sure. played really well. Uh, his body has failed him a couple years, but mostly, like, the Sixers have lost to teams that were better than them. They just point, point blank, period. So, I don't know. I guess, like, it's weird because basketball is my favorite sport, but I try, like, football, I have no problem, like, really being a fan. Yeah, that's, that's with basketball. There, there I try not to be a fan Apple as much because, like, I also report on it, so I don't want to like seem like I'm just biased. It does. It does. I I understand what you're saying. It like it just takes the fun of it out. Like, it, like, right. would you be happy for your dad or like your uncle who's like diehard? Sure, but like, you don't get to enjoy it the same way. That's why you get so. That's why I get so angry watching the Niners choke every year. There's <laughs> more of a like. It's, I'm a fan fan watching football, and I'm just like, yeah. right. I can be like with the Eagles. I can just just be more of a fan because I don't really cover the NFL as extensively as I cover the NBA. So it's kind of like it's kind of like taking like the fandom out of me. But sure. like if the Sixers if the Sixers were to go on and win a championship this year, you'd probably you definitely see pictures of me in like Philly like hanging off a tree like with a bottle in my hand. Oh, we see it on <laughs> IG. I've seen it at least. <laughs> no comment. No, you know, we, we, it's between us. You know? Yeah. Jason, appreciate you, my man. All right, guys. Thanks you for having great. me on as always. You have a great night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, we don't get to talk enough Eastern Conference stuff, so it's good to get. get we him on don't. We're gonna have to get him on when the playoffs actually yeah, start, that's great. so we can do a little Eastern Conference stuff. I had to cut him off though because uh -oh. important note from Steve Kerr: uh -oh. we got some Tony Lamb propaganda. Oh boy, it's tonight. Um, they're both kind of coming up towards their limit. Uh, what are the conversations like right now about you know your open 15 spot and also? your realization of how much you're, you've been needing those guys. Yeah. Well, that realization ha happened a long time ago, you know? Um, so Lamb and, and Ty have been huge. They've helped us win a lot of games this year. Lamb does uh, a whole lot of stuff that people don't recognize. Um, 
you know, he is uh, one of our best defenders in terms of coming over and rotating and understanding our coverages, and hitting bodies, boxing out. He's a good passer, good three-point shooter. He hit the big one from the top of the key. Um, he can play multiple positions. We played him as a small five. Uh, he and Kaminga have been a great combination uh, this year. I think uh, Lamb and Kaminga together um, opens up the game for, for Kaminga a little bit. So, um, yeah, Lamb, is, uh, he's been really important. And t- That's it. You're not going to hear me listen to Ty Jerome? Your thoughts on Tony Lamb as the new Draymond Green, the new small ball five. Oh, hey, dude, he hit a huge three today. Look, man, that, he, that did, three actually, was he did actually play a good all-around game. I can't hate. Um, yeah, no, he actually had one of his better games in the past month. Uh, but, I mean, as we've been saying, right, isn't that kind of where the Warriors are at, where they have to rely on someone like Anthony Lambs? And even Ty Jerome, to, to, to that extent, they have to rely on these guys to get wins is kind of a – says a lot about the Warriors roster. Yeah, I feel, I feel like Ty actually is an NBA player who can have a nice 10-year career maybe. Um, maybe 10's, maybe 10's aggressive, but you, you get what I'm saying. Um, Anthony Lamb, um, and honestly, he's had a really good season. I, I feel like people are a little too hard on him. But the overarching take from Steve's stuff is like, dude, give me some adults, man. These guys, they're not even that old. They're 25 but they understand how to play team basketball. Um, I don't even know if Anthony Lamb is necessarily that good, but it makes it easier for him to play Kuminga, as he said. You know what I'm saying? And it's just one of those things where they're, you know, it's, 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 it's a subtle message about the roster more than anything. And 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 Steve's always going to defend the bend, end of the roster, guys. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it you sounds gotta, like you got to respect it on some level. I I mean I do I do I just don't like him. <laughs> Does he? Uh, you think he's getting the the final fifteen? You think there's no buyout guy coming? That that's it? No worries. Are- the emergency pod Tony Lamb gets his contract guaranteed is going to be no. arguably our best no. podcast. It'll be up there with the title. My guy Lars Cole will be on. I will not be me. I will be. I will be ghosting. You will, not, you, will, you will not get a text back from me when that signing happens. <laughs> um, I it's, I really I want to make it clear. I I don't. I, I just can't hate on two way guys. Like it, the, for me, it's always just about like maybe it would be better if you built a roster where your coach didn't feel the need to play those guys nonstop. You know what I mean? Like that guy's fighting for his life. He's going to probably get an NBA contract. Um, and, you know, shout out to him for, for basically achieving what everyone would love to achieve. Right. Yeah. A couple of things on the young guys here um, before we get to the goons, uh, Patrick Baldwin guy, just, kid just strokes. Um, can't play any defense though. Pretty bad, <laughs> um, but I could shoot the hell out of the ball. Almost like he's a kid. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's, <laughs> I mean, that, that that tells me why Steve doesn't play him outside of the fact that he's 18. Um, Moses Moody shook, as always, right? There's really nothing else to say about him. He just looked rattled out there. Um, kind of sucks. Uh, kinda, not not he kind of sucks. It just kind of sucks that he's rattled. Um, and then Kaminga. I wish Kaminga would play more. He only played like 25 minutes. I don't understand why Steve takes him out so early. He makes a few dumb turnovers sometimes, maybe a bad defensive players. He got benched the last five minutes when he made a bad pass. Again, I think it's a little unfair, but I wish he could play more. He did a pretty decent job defensively on Edwards. And uh, I mean, I say this every show. How the hell is he going to get better if he's not going to get to play and play through a mistake? Right. Yeah. 
And that's a rough part. I mean, I, I do feel like going back to Kuminga, like he's 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 somewhere between where I, you know, taking that step, but like he is getting better in some ways. So yeah, like I um, can't tell you he's gonna be a star. I don't know that. But I I also I can tell you right now, I'm absolutely not willing to write it off. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. You cannot tell me year two he's worse than Jalen Brown was year two. Does that mean he's going to turn into Jalen Brown year five? No, but like the wing skill set and like the flashes, they're enough to keep me entertained. Um, but but you know me, like I liked him coming into the draft, and like I'm I'm holding on to that stock. Uh, might not be level headed on this one. I was <laughs> I had to be talked into Jordan Poole and Kaminga, so this is why. And everybody that's listened to our show knows this, so this is why I've kind of been kind of on the precipice with each of them and pool struggling. Now you don't need to talk me into Kevon Looney and Patrick Baldwin though. I'm all in and Moses Moody, to be honest. And I, I can, on I, Moody, but yeah, I, at this point I watch, uh, cause like, I, I'm just a draft nerd. I like that sort of stuff. I watch players and like, I put them in, I'm going to tell Andy about this guy or nah, nah, <laughs> not going to like him. Like I, I know which ones are going to excite you and which ones you think are, I like Scoot Henderson. You know what I mean? Like you think I'm going to like Scoot Henderson. I actually don't think you have an issue with the top three guys because yeah. they're, they're just players. Yeah. They're but it's like when you get beyond like the, like, like everyone likes one You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean like, yeah. Yeah. But like once you get beyond that, it's like could go either way. Could be, an Andy guy or could be a pure tools guy with no feel. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, which is why when I watch Halliburton and Anthony, uh, Anthony Black, my guy, check him out. Check out Anthony Black. Who's he play for? Arkansas. Mm. Aren't they There's the best some... team in the nation? No, no, no. Not mm. at all. They're oh. easy to give Alabama. Alabama. Where, Brand, where my guy Brian Miller plays. But yeah. Gonna... Oh, your guy. <laughs> I, all I'm going to say is that Wednesday performance – Mm. Um, that was some Kevin Durant yeah. level yeah, stuff. Dog. I'm not saying he's gonna be that. I'm just saying it got my eye. Um, but uh, yeah, Anthony Black screams Andy Lou to me. There's some Livingston there. There's some Lonzo there. Mm. Um, Lonzo. I think the upside's higher. Like he's gonna be the quintessential guy that people are like, oh yeah, he's good, but like, can he be a star? And I'm like, I don't know. He just continues to make plays. He just does an ISO all game. You know. <laughs> Hey, yeah, yeah, you know exactly. You know, I'm watching. I'm talking to this. I'm like, God, and I just sound like Andy. Uh, hey, no, you know what? You know who? Who? Here's a guy that I've heard that I would love. I re- read the scouting report the other day. It looks like he's in the lottery now in some mock drafts. Uh, who, Jed Howard? No, 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 no. He's pretty. He's pretty famous. He's a son of a famous guy uh, in the league today. Uh, Bronny. <laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah, they they're trying to they're trying to reframe Bronny as being Drew Holiday, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like reading it. I've never seen him play. Big three and D guy, can shoot, makes all the winning plays. And I'm reading that and I'm just like, oh fuck, am I gonna be a Bronny J? Yeah, he's, he's, it's like, I saw someone um, this is the best tweet. It's like, yeah, they're saying LeBron's son's gonna be Caruso. <laughs> I'm like, on the one hand, that's hilarious. On the other hand, that's a big win because if you know you're getting caruso you're taking him probably 10th of the draft because there's never better than 10 players that good in the draft no no especially defensively i mean no i mean i was look we got some voicemails to get to but i was watching the suns and mavericks yes sorry sorry suns and bucks today mixing my games drew holiday will never get mentioned as the best guards in the nba Outside of the superstar class, I'm not sure anyone's better than him. B- 
because he made Devin Booker's life hell. Um, Not a lot of guys who can guard at that level and give you 17 and nine, 20 and seven, like that type of production. Like, is he, does he, is he a little frustrated on offense sometimes? Like, yeah, he's, he's shots a little inconsistent, right? Yeah. But like such a winning player, man. Just like, would you rather have him or Damian Lillard? I mean, come on. You know what I, you, you know what I'm going to say. Because Damian Lillard is going to win you more games in the regular season. But also, Dame's not. Dame's going to take scrubs to 40 wins. Drew can't. But if you're going to want to win a championship, who are you putting next to Giannis? Who's a true number one, right? Giannis is a true number one. Dame is obviously not, right? So who's the better number two? That's the point. That's the point right there. You know? Yeah, exactly. All right. So who you rather have Trey young or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like those guys. Yeah. If I put them out there with Anthony lamb and, uh, and Ty Jerome and Quindary Weatherspoon and, you know, obviously Trey's going to win you more games because he can carry a garbage team. But which one of those players do you want next to LeBron? Which one of those players do you want next to Steph? Which one of those guys you want next to Jokic? I was thinking about it. Drew all like, you put you put Drew next to Jokic. We might that might be that might be the move, but like I might argue like he's better like he's better than Jamal Murray, right? If you put him probably. next to Jokic, yeah. I mean uh, Russell Westbrook. We saw I'm, what happened. I'm, I'm, when cut, you put him next I'm cutting this out and sending this to to our friend Ben, just so he knows I don't hate on the Bucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was incredible, man. He is somebody tweeted that he is who people think Marcus Smart is, and I'm just like, yes, yeah. that's perfect. <laughs> He is, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's, if you could combine GP2 (laughs) and, um, nah, he's not, he's not as wild as, as pool, but it's like the the point stands, you know, like he's, how many guys can actually guard at the point of attack as well as him? It's like GP2, Caruso, uh, Drew, and I'm, I'm not sure I could put anyone else on that tier. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I mean, he, I guess smart. you could put smart in there a little bit. He's no, a, no, elite flopper. No. Elite no, flopper. <laughs> Maybe Lonzo Car- when he was healthy. Caruso, Caruso and Drew have given Steph issues, and then he figures it out. Marcus Smart was like 40, 40, 40. You know, like it, <laughs> it, I'm sorry. It's it's different. It, they, he can't. Marcus Smart's thing is he's good at guarding bigger guys. Yes. You know, yes. like he gets the the little guy who can guard big guys thing going. The Boston has elite role-playing big Al Horford, elite athletic big Robert Williams, two two-way wings, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and then Marcus Smart. That defensive player of the year was one of the most hilarious things I've ever heard. That's a you, stacked defense. What are we doing? By the way, if anyone gives Brooke Lopez D- defensive player of the year, it's the same kind of garbage, in my opinion, because it's like you watch the Bucks. He, he, first off, he's a great defender. He's great as a role. He's absolutely great, great as a role. player, too, yeah. But... Who's the best defender on the Bucs? Yeah, I mean, come on. Who's the second best defender on the Bucs? Yeah, true. Wow, it's a good point. It's, it's good just point. like the smart thing. It's like he's, I mean, no anyway. Tim, let's get to voice. Yeah, let's go, let's go. Bucks are good. Bucks are good. Yo, 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 yo. Wow, <laughs> what a win. Oh, my God. That was such a good game. I mean, um, I was really impressed with Jordan Poole. Like, I think he played um, a really mindful game. It's like he did some meditations and um you know is this from tonight's game kind of very calm game from him didn't turn over the ball that much clay phenomenal game almost cost us the game 
turned it over like three times at the end there. Oh, my God, what an ending. My heart was beating like 120 um, times per minute. And it was a, such a crazy but a very fun game. I was so happy with the win. Fucking Austin Rivers with his ugly face. Talking shit. <laughs> I was so happy that we got this dub, man. Let's go. I think we're going to be six feet. Thanks, guys. Oh, what a call. By the way, um, per the timeline, Austin Rivers and Jason Aponte are the same person. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I read a tweet. I laughed so hard. I need Aponte's <laughs> live reaction to that. Well, Aponte's like 6'5", right? Rivers like 6'5", or 6'4", 6'3". By the way, Austin Rivers... 6'3". I like Austin Rivers a lot, and I wish, and I know why the Warriors didn't get him, but he would be a good player on the Warriors. They don't need more guards. Dante's better, but Rivers is a good player. He's a good player. I'm surprised the Warriors never, like, tried to get him. He was out the league. He does feel like a a, a Warrior, and now that he has a podcast, like, he really feels like a fucking Warrior. (laughs) Have you heard his podcast? He sounds like every Warriors player. Uh, Really? Is he talking about, like, the meaning of life and shit? Is that what he's doing? He just he wants to get on there and talk about like how in team basketball you gotta like do this. They think it's all about the highlights. I'm like, oh yeah, oh I love that. I love that. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, even, I'm a bigger Rivers guys now. Awesome, it's amazing. Only did- two. There's only two guys on a team who get to get their shots off whenever they want. Everyone else is a role player. I don't care what they say. You play your role and blah blah, blah and like stuff like that. And it's like, uh, first off, he's not inaccurate, but um, but I'm just watching this. I'm like. Bro, how did we how did we miss on a defensive minded role player uh, who wants a podcast? Like that's literally what we're better at than the trio, <laughs> the big three, the big three. Yeah. Oh, all right. Let's get to the next one, Tim. Andy, Sam, help me out with this wasted roster spots. Why don't we at least have a seven footer as well? They can get anybody right now. They can even go down to the G League and just get Grant Golden for sakes and just sign him just so we can have a big body. We just need people for rebounding and uh, rim protection. But, no, we're going to stay small, which I guess that's the one way to make it. But no seven-footer, no dude over 6'9 is killing us right now. Wake up, please. Somebody do something about it. They can get Taco Fall. At least he can oxidate the shots with putting his hands up in front of the rims and jumping high. He's not going to be fast. Yeah, we don't. We don't need. We don't need Taco Fall. Um, good call. I feel like the, I feel like the call was from from uh, before the game ended there. So you know, it's cool. I get it. But let, let's get to the next one, Tim. Yo, what a hell of a win for the Warriors! Shout out to everybody on the playback with me and Ty and McWalter. Uh, Pacific Catch Playback, you know, make sure everybody's tuning in for these games because they're great. It was a lot of fun parlaying cash today because Jordan Poole played like a dumbass on offense, but as a whole, <laughs> good game. This might be What's the up, dumbest game I've ever seen okay, based on the yeah. late game execution. Very, very frustrating, but I'm not going to be too angry. Uh, a win is a win. I brought this up on the playback. <laughs> I'm curious what your guys' take would be on this. I feel like, one, we got to really just, we got to, you know, call our shots about the people who buried 11 and acted like he was done for was never going to be as effective as he is. He's having one of the two I, – I, I, this might be the best two-month stretch of his career, at least obviously offensively. Defensively, he doesn't have what he used to, but, you know, the dude is looking like he really is back. Uh, and, you know, maybe defensively now just against bigger wings. Can we, t- can we talk about number 11 again? Is it time? Night. Is it time for us to 
to let all the uh, all the experts who wanted eleven moved for uh, for teenagers to to get there to get it the time. You know, the thing about these warriors is, I, I always feel like they're the me- most mentally tough dudes in the NBA. There's not many more tough guys uh, than these dudes, and it just doesn't look that way because Steph is six two and. Clay is not super athletic. I mean, the guy can barely. If he if you ask him to windmill dunk, could he? Same with Draymond, right? Same with all three guys. Clay looks like he's like kind of stoned half the time. So yeah. uh, just looking kind of goofy. But if you were to ask me, <laughs> is there a core in the league more tough than those guys? I would say no, and not even close. And you watch someone like him come back from the ACL and Achilles, and it was obvious that he was going through depression. It was obvious that he just couldn't handle not being able to play basketball. Someone like him who's been a great at basketball, played it every day his whole life, loses basketball for two plus years. Like, and for him to come back like this, oh, God, man, you just don't get to see as fans, you and I and everybody that listens to us, you don't get to see people often that go through the highs and then the lowest lows and then come back in, which is why you watch the NBA and these players go from team to team. And you're just like, yeah, if they win a championship, cool, but it doesn't hit the same as being a Warriors fan. It just doesn't. It's cool being a Warriors fan. It's pretty cool. It is. And I just, I'm always going to be a little look, man. It's, easy to look ahead and like imagine the future you've actually seen these guys do it just ride just ride with it until it's over you know like that's kind of where my mentality with it is like you're going to regret wanting to move on to the next thing because the next thing is probably not going to be as good as this thing it's just you may think go ask giants fans how they feel you know go ask 49er fans, how they feel post Steve Young. Um, you know, Jeff Garcia and there do all a bunch of stuff. And, you know, 25 years later, still searching for the the quarterback, right? Like that sort of thing. Um, and you can point to every other team, and, and that's life, that's sports. Like it's impossible to win for eternity. Uh, when you when you found the guys who can get it done in the most pressure-packed of moments, enjoy it and ride with it. Honestly, that was just that was just a fun win. It wasn't pretty the whole time, but it was fun. It was fun to watch. A couple of things. Anthony Lamb has got to go. Like, <laughs> I mean, I wish it was. I wish he was out of games that he could play. That's where I'm at. Um, Clay Thompson. I feel like for the rest of the season, we should just talk about him and how great he is and the comeback he made. Maybe. Is that possible just to talk about Clay Thompson? I mean, is it possible to run out of things to talk about Clay Thompson? Anyways, um, yeah, I feel like those are like the highlights of the game. Everyone kind of contributed except for like Jermichael Green. He was kind of terrible. And PBJ, I mean, I wish he got more minutes, right? Because he drops that three and it's practically a bomb. Like, you just hear it hit the back of the rim and fall through, and it's like, let him do that. Just let him go out there, throw a couple threes up, and then take them out if they don't fall. But, I mean, play him over Anthony Lamb. Anyways, y'all have a good one. Appreciate the call. 
I mean, that was the whole game in a nutshell, in one call. <laughs> All right, we got one more? Yeah, let's do one more. Hey, this is Ed Cohen from Walnut Creek. Just wanted to say that Warriors are 2-0 and since I invited Clay Thompson to our wedding. And I feel Whoa. like I owe him about five drinks. Uh, for all that he's done for us of late. Thank you, Clay. Love you. Good dub. Wow. Wow. Congrats, Clay. Walnut Creek wedding. Let's would go, you, man. Would you invite Clay to your... You already got married. But would I, would I invite Clay to my wedding? Absolutely. I mean, look, I know Looney's invited. I know Draymond's invited. Steph, you know, you'll let Steph sit at the altar. Um, yeah, yeah. He's giving the best man speech. <laughs> Just kicking Kevin to the side. <laughs> <laughs> hey, give him what you wrote, little bro. Oh, wait, no, no. Actually, no. Uh, Andre's the uh, Andre's officiating. Andre's officiating. Uh, but but Anthony Lamb's not allowed in. <laughs> Dude, I have an arrest warrant out for him. Is what I did. Oh, all right. Uh, the Warriors have uh, has Portland on Tuesday, so we'll be back. Appreciate you guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.